Welcome to our Avatar Fate campaign, Bridge Between Worlds. This is our Episode Zero series where we set up the world and the characters and the NPCs before actually starting. In this one, we develop more of the nations and the cities, as well as developing some special places around the world. I really like Tempered Isolationists. I think that fits really well. Okay. That's that's the feeling I'm going for, so that's that's great. Cool. So, Don, you want to do Earth or Air? Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tracy. Oh, I was just going to say, to refine what I was saying with the water culture, I was thinking kind of along the lines of kind of this hybrid of, like, island culture and almost, like, tourist culture. You know, think about how people are when they're on a cruise or... Uh-huh. You know, people that have money and traveling. and So basically, these people are on a cruise that never ends. Kind of, yeah. This they is really annoy- No, Joshua. Are they really annoying tourists? <laughs> Some of them definitely are. Okay. Sorry, Don. Yeah, what are you thinking about? I, uh, you want me to work on one of the nations? I mean, yeah, if, uh, you'd rather just, you know, come up with a location that you'd like to see instead of the whole nation. That's fine, too. Fire, what, you know, air or earth? I would figure one. I would figure my character would would try to push to find the largest one of the largest cities that exists in, in the world. If, if not the world, then you know within a particular vicinity. I don't know, just to prove what a big shot he is, and he can make it big. Ah. Um, I, I'm thinking either that it could work. It could work in many different ways, though. So mm-hmm. that's why I think my character is a similar thing where he does. He wants to prove that you don't have to be a bender to be good. So that could be good. A little conflict between my character and your character. That work. Thinking anyway. So yeah. Okay. So do you picture this largest city as a non-bender place, or is it a lot of one kind of bender, or is it a mix of a lot of different kinds? I think it could work any any way, either way you slice it. Um, I imagine if it's large enough, it would probably have its own distinct issues you would normally expect with large cities, mm-hmm. such as, you know, the typical class inequalities, perhaps, or maybe um, some people live in better locations than others, maybe um, there's a whole bunch of people who come, here, come from the who come from Hodunk nowhere thinking they can also do the same thing that my character's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're delusioned as well, or they still, they're still buying it, or maybe some even made it. Um, maybe some underground criminal elements as a result, those who take advantage of it. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways it could run, mm-hmm. or it could go completely contrary, and it could just be a complete police state. <laughs> True. And, like everybody is forced. Everybody's happy because everybody's forced to be happy. Yeah, I think that was uh, was it. Bossing say in the first series. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Where like everybody had to be happy, or the Dai Li would come after you. Or uh, I guess in the second series, really Republic City had that mix, but you had the non-benders rebelling against the benders, and um, that whole criminal underworld that had to result. So yeah, yeah, no, it could go a lot of different ways. Like it doesn't even have to be bender related. It could just be, like, yeah. There's there's many ways you can you can roll with it. All right, so I got that for uh, our first location. 
the largest city in the world with the caste system and all of its problems. You know, nice. One thought to consider for like the Earthbenders is okay. Everyone, you know, it's like oh, Earth are very grounded. But what if you go further and almost like the Earthbenders have kind of almost went in kind of a dwarven direction where they almost like a lot of them live subterranean and they're and and maybe they're um even run like the quote underworld i do like that that's something i've never thought of before but i mean the original earthbenders were the badger moles the tunnelers so that would make a lot of sense for them to go that direction ah yeah so we basically got you know the underground dwarf nation with the Earth Kingdoms. Does that mean they're more? I guess a lot of what I've done with the dwarves is they're more uh, clan driven, and that you know you've got your family ties. And yeah, such. that would make sense. Um, and you know, you, all dwarves are loyal to other dwarves, but within the dwarves, you know, if you're picking fights, then you're loyal to your clan, and then if you're picking fights within the clan to the family. Also, like family ties, if there were an organized crime element. Loyalty to family over loyalty to city or nation or peoples beyond that. I mean, you don't have to do the organized crime route with them. I, I see there's two different aspects that play with there, and, you know, both don't need to be in play. Oh, well, I, th- I think uh, every nation. But yeah, I like the, the subterranean idea. Yeah, I really like that too. We're going to go with that. Subterranean. Oh, no, I'm just thinking. I could also add. It could have a, it could have a treasure. There could be a certain materialism that comes with it, or maybe um, archaeological. Maybe there's an encouraged archaeology as a result of that, or or treasure hunting, I guess. You put it that way? I, I don't so, like, subterranean historians, or subterranean tomb raiders, or... I'm wondering, it, it can go in line with that whole the whole subterranean if we're if we're going with the whole dwarven theme then mm-hmm. um treasure hunting would probably make more sense or um, what as you said like tomb raiding well it could be a lot of materialism as its core uh, you know they could see it as noble pursuits of you know history or archaeology or you know crafting like the, a lot of the dwarves do or just you know building a world in a place where you know, no one's ever built a world before. Uh, a lot of different pride and greed that you can go with that, still kind of having its roots or its origins in uh, an arguably good cause. But yeah, subterranean tomb delvers. You know, I can imagine a lot of history of the world just kind of sinking. You know, when you play uh, Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of dungeon delving game, it's always, you know, the ruins of the past have sunk into the ground. So that's where you go to find the adventure. Hmm. Plus, with the, if we're still, if you're thinking in the world, still in terms of that spirit world thing too. I mean, there's. I remember that big city was covered in plants, and yeah, might not be the only one. So that's why it came to mind. Ah, nice. That's true. That's cool. We have a big city covered in mushrooms or crystals or something. Magic mushrooms. Will we turn into mushrooms? <laughs> Something like that. Sorry, I made a reference to like a 50-year-old movie. No one's going to get that. Nope. What about cabbages? No, not the cabbages. No. 
The cat, your cabbage I got reference the cabbage is reference. Way, no, yeah, that's that's completely way missed me. More relevant. Yeah, but I, I feel like my cabbage reference is a little bit shallow because oh no, you encounter oh, that early pun. and often. <laughs> oh, it's, it's shallow like a cabbage patch. There is that <laughs> cabbage corporation. No, nothing. Joshua, please continue. I, I love that they brought that into the second series. You know, you just had that guy that was a running gag, really. In the first series, but he plays a part. You know, you find out. You know, he did all right for his corporate himself, uh, for his corporation, for his industry, but still, always someone was messing with his cabbages. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the air nomads. Well, we've already got the Fire Nation as tempered isolationists. I see the uh, air nomads as being more of uh, wandering do-gooders. Uh, wandering months, you know, they're deep spiritists, uh, theologians, so they'll wander into town and they'll, they'll try and help people while they can, and then they'll leave and they'll never come back. And, you know, sometimes they'll not really take care of the problem. You know, they might fight off uh, a couple of uh, bandits that were actually scouts for a big army coming in, or... They might heal a couple of people, but the plague is still going, and they just keep going through. For them, it's kind of about, um, you know, I'm just going to do a little good while I can, but never tie myself to any cause, because there could always be someone else out there that needs assistance more or might have more wisdom to grant me. And so they're constantly traveling. I think they've kind of given up the temples, and no longer protectors. Air hippies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got more of these uh, uh, wandering hippies, yeah, really, that are just, you know, out there to travel, to see the world, to explore and never be attached, never be tied down to anything. There was a guy in the second series that dedicated himself to a teaching of one guru, and he was one of the ones that suddenly, while he was in prison, got his airbending powers back. They, they sound like they'd have their head in the clouds. Exactly. Oh, it's going to be a long game. It's going to be hey, a real Tracy, long game. Tracy's just racking up the fake <laughs> points now. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Lieutenant Whiskers. Is he Lieutenant or Lieutenant Commander or Lieutenant JG? He thinks he's a captain, but... Well, yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, it, to be so fair, JG. I think he's maybe an ensign. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> Captain Whiskers wouldn't like that. <laughs> I know. Well, we got aspects for all four nations, I think. No. Um, okay. So, in a way, what does. Are there like a lot of cities and kind of non bender places? Because all of these. Bender nations seem a little bit shallow, and so I can't see any of them being like a large, like cradle of civilization, kind of. Except maybe the the Fire Nation, the way it's being described. Yeah, I, I imagine there's some cradles of civilization, but you know, as scattered as things are, uh, the majority of the human race may live in villages instead of cities. Okay, might be why that one big city is such a big deal. Right. Uh, if you guys ever watched, uh, you know, Inuyasha or some of those other uh, similar styled, or even the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon where they just kind of travel around and, you know, you, you've just got those small villages because, you know, they're self-sustaining and there's no way to really 
big a bring together a large group of humans, spirits might take interest in that and uh, cause problems seeing it as a threat. So you've got the few cities that have managed to establish themselves, defend themselves, and everything else is just kind of, you know, we're here, we're small, we'll make a place for ourselves. Okay. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, any other locations you guys would like to see as a... You know, just something interesting for your characters to do, or just as a player, you'd love to see it happen, or you know, some places from the series that... Um, I think at this point, yeah, I, I would think there's some, like, Colossus of Rhodes type of thing, or some some great monument that represents where some different, where the different tribes came together and built something with their combined powers. I do like that. That's a cool idea. Yeah, I don't like maybe yeah, it's maybe it's in a little disrepair now because they're not as united as they were before, but they're not there's no war. But well, maybe even the idea of something that took even multiple benders to work together on. Yeah, I, and I think it's multiple types of benders. That's that's what I'm saying. Like there's air benders and water benders and earth benders. They all had to work together to make this monument, whatever it is. But it's it's maybe there's a couple of them throughout the world. Okay, I do like that idea. Um, I, I'd like some are in better kept up than others. Ooh, like a pillar waterfall flowing from the sky. I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, something, just the idea of it, and then I'm sure Joshua can come up with something good. The, they would sufficiently probably annoy my character, so that's why I want them. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Pillar Waterfall from the Sky as one. I like that. Okay. I know um, in the second series, the whole reason Republic City was built is because Aang wanted a city that all the benders could work together and live in harmony. That did not work out, so I can see monuments after uh, the series, just kind of the benders coming yeah. together and just seeing what great works they could do together. Yeah, not in cities or anything. Maybe there's a city near it, but something outside. Right. So it's because, you know, that first one failed. So just building these monuments to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't yeah. Uh, what's it, Avatar Kiyoshi or something like that have her own statue as well? That's from the first series, isn't it? She had a statue, yeah, that's from the first series. She had a statue built because she stopped a evil warlord by splitting the ground in half and, like, pulling a chunk of the land off to create Kiyoshi Island. Nice. The monuments, there's, there's also a few non-bender ones. That are just, you know, people that don't bend, showing that they can also come together and build something. Not as, like, insulting, just, you know, I don't want to forget about those guys. So it's not necessarily have to be benders, it's just these monuments were people coming together to see what they could do. Yes. There are some that are definitely all benders. Yeah. And prove they could work together. Oh, I'm going to, uh, can I have my character's, like, great-grandfather help to build one somewhere or something? A giant stone cabbage. Sure. Nice. Yeah, he... Okay, so anyway, sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead. You know, there's a great pun that goes with that. No. They really should have built Republic City on that giant stone cabbage. Oh. No. <laughs> no. We all know a city lasts when you build that no. city on a rock that rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of myself. I know. 
So, okay, we've got these monuments. Do you have a specific type of monument in mind, like a giant clockwork nope. tower, or nope? Just, just you're gonna be. You don't know what it is. You're just gonna be surprised to find it. Just be surprised to find it. Like the one my great great. I heard stories that my great grandfather helped build some giant. I think that one would be like something more conventional, not like a waterfall from the heavens or something. Just right. a giant king person man like a colossus of roads for that guy giant statue in all honesty if that like in all honesty if that railroad from the last season of the second series was ever completed i could definitely see a statue to um, what's her name being made for that because that was a lot of oh is it the metal bender yeah nice yeah, because I, I could I could see that burning. Wait, was it the what is it the metal bender that designed that, or was it the lady that uh, ended up with the avatar? Uh, I always figured it was the arch villain. It was the metal bender from the last series that did the railroad, right? Because they were where running their trains. I do not know. Okay, I'm th- I'm thinking for a location like a great uh like floating city now. It doesn't have to necessarily – it could be mobile, but it could also be mm-hmm. like either anchored to a specific spot or even you know, part of it touches land somewhere, but most of it is out floating on the water. So if it was floating, would it be like, um, like anchored to a specific cloud? So yeah, it moves, but they don't actually have any control over where it goes or – well, well I, w- I was thinking either, you know, you could have it anchored in a specific spot where it doesn't move, or you you could almost have it like a Water Nation thing where they guide it to different places. Oh, okay. I like the idea of it for the most part being anchored in one place, and that may be a thing later when you guys or they have to decide, okay, we need to figure out a way to move this. Yeah, yeah that could actually be interesting, like... It started out as, you know, maybe a, even like a small fishing village and like say up against a mountain and you can't mm-hmm. expand landward. So then you just expand as it grows, they expand out onto the water further and further. Okay. I like it. I like this. We got some, uh, the floating city. So do they yeah, kind of like the, uh, the painted ladies village or even like, um, Venice, do they just kind of travel through the city on the boats in the water, or is it completely just like a city that happens to be on the water? Well, you can have both canals through the water, and then you could have basically little walkways as well. You know, some being large and easy to traverse, and then, like, instead of a back alley, it would be narrow planks that are kind of wobbly. Yeah, okay. Cool. Or, or maybe, you know, in some cases, you're even, yeah, kind of hopping through boats to get around. <laughs> like, boats that are all basically attached together, so they're not, you know, moving around, but, you know, different structures like that. So, it, it's expanded in a way where, you know, some in some areas, it's intentional expansion, and it's nice, and it's easy to traverse. And in other cases, it's kind of a haphazard expansion all right cool so definitely like venice yeah well yeah i'm I'm picturing you know some parts of it are like venice and some parts of it are like these things you see um in like places in asia where they have like the large series of boats over water that are all kind of together yeah yeah 
And that's probably just, you know, here's the nice part of town, here's the poor part of town. I like it. Here's the, here's the, here's the tourist part of town, and here's the part of town we keep the tourists away from. And you see Strata in the middle. Nice. <laughs> okay, we got some good locations, I think. And if somebody thinks of some more locations you want to add on, you know, works for your character, or just interesting, let me know. Faces. Uh, we don't necessarily have to have a face for each location, for each tribe, uh, or nation even. If, if you've got one that you think embodies an aspect, let me know. You can jump in if you want to, or we can kind of skip most of this. If you'd like to hear other episodes, you can do that at BurnEverythingGaming.com, or over at Podbean, or iTunes, or wherever you find podcasts, you can do it. You can search for all the things. We've got one-shots, we've got campaigns, and Dresden Files, Star Trek, Secrets of Nam, Fantasy Adventures, whatever it is, you can find it, hopefully. And if not, let us know what you would like to hear. You can contact us over at BurnEverythingGaming at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter. Let us know all the good things, bad things, whatever you think. We'd love to hear from you. Keep on enjoying.